looking for a couple places on the east coast we're looking for maine and vermont those have been holdouts and then on the west we need like the block in the center idaho utah nebraska wyoming colorado like the west west let's focus on vermont okay i like vermont if anyone knows anyone in vermont who likes true crime or rock and roll or classic jazz or whatever music and like stories of the people behind the music uh hit them up in vermont in vermont or sir Newhart was from no, he was a uh, he was a psychiatrist in New York City. No, that was the Bobby Newhart show. Yeah, that's that, there's only one Newhart. <laughs> that look was amazing, guys. It's just uh, small sidebar. When Ben and I lived together in college, he went to sleep every night watching old reruns of Newhart. That's not an exaggeration. Every night, like I sleep with a fan, he would turn on Newhart. And they got season one on Hulu. That's why yep. I'm waiting for that because they are do it. Because they do it. Hulu, if you're listening, if you put all the rest of New Hearts are on there, I will become a subscriber of the Howie Pool Show DirecTV sponsor. The oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's another two bucks that you can throw at me. For the young kids, uh, Bob Newhart is an amazing old comedian, and his timing is just phenomenal. Uh, he's Dr. Proton on The Big Bang Theory before he passed away, so if you want to check out Bob Newhart, I, I recommend show. it. Passed away in the show. He's not dead. No, just the oh. show discontinued his character. I don't think Bob's doing like a regular show anymore. No, they discontinued. They did not know. He still comes back as like oh, the, the oh, ghost. The ghost. Stuff. <laughs> that, that's yeah, right. The ghost of Bob that's Newhart. Right. Or the ghost of he was a Jedi ghost. He's like, what, what am I doing here? Yeah, why, that's why, am, why am I wearing a robe? Yeah, yeah his timing and delivery is amazing. Anyway. All right. We haven't even told anybody what we're doing yet. No. And, oh, by the way, don't tell anybody because I like to – I, I want to do that guessing game. There is a new segment on the show, everybody, and uh, I guess we're done with the intro. Tell people about Sound of Music. We, we love doing it. If you like doing it, we want to keep it up. So uh, spread it.
right now, the new thing, um, Ben doesn't know who the guest is on. Stop telling him. I stopped asking him for suggestions and, and, and help. No, I <laughs> suggest things. He does suggest things. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> by the way, everyone, Brian hates all my suggestions. My latest suggestion, we got to fight over this. Just uh, like five minutes ago, I told him I was going to eat snacks. And here time, I'm, I'm like, I just want to eat some snacks. So it makes, I feel like if people heard me eating, you know, something, something like an apple, they know I'm just casual. I'm just, I want to eat a crunchy snack and make the audience feel like they're at home, like around the dinner table with the family and there's just somebody crunching a nice low-grade pretzel. Not sponsored. If anyone knows the technical medical word for people who are singed and bothered by the sound of someone else eating, please send it to any of our social media so we can use it. Um, but that's what I have. When and people and are and actually he hates eating, all mine. it bothers me to <laughs> no end. I've nailed him twice. All right. What do we got? What do we New got? New segment, my friend. Are you ready? There's only four words in that. Oh, I know that one. It's okay. Job. Canadian. We like Canada. We're fine. October 30th, 1969. <laughs> 
Darren Kenneth O'Brien is born in Toronto, Canada, in the North York district. Hold, hold on, his last name's O'Brien for O'Brien. real. O'Brien. Yep. And he's and he's kind of a reggae dude. A reggae guy. I, I you have, look I have so questions. confused. No, I, I have questions. Well, let's see if I can answer them for you. So, uh, Darren O'Brien, aka Snow, is born in in basically Toronto, Canada. Um, that's about a population of 5.9 million people. It's the capital city of Ontario. He's from the North York District. That's just a township in the city. Well, it used to be a township. Now it's part of the city. Toronto's sort of absorbed neighborhood. Toronto's pretty big. Yeah, it's all over. Used to be agricultural. Kind of the hub of Toronto. And it boomed really huge after World War II. Uh, I took a train to Toronto. Okay. I've been to Toronto. It's a really good city. We got there actually before sort of the reclamation. My parents took us when we were younger. And it's kind of like dirty and kind of skeevy. But now it's apparently a... a they got a cat. I, they have cameras now on the side of the train. I see. Yeah, they give you headsets where they walk. Oh around. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then walking you tour. Totally. Number six. There's a little number six. Hey, you smoke Kofi. You should hit play. Look at that picture. Yeah, and then walk around and listen to their music. Well, all right. A little bit about North York. Um, fun fact: August tenth, two thousand and eight. You may have heard of North York. Uh, massive explosion at Sunrise Propane Industrial Gas Facility. Thirteen thousand residents were evacuated. One employee at the company died, and one firefighter died uh, attending to the blaze. April third, I'm sorry, April twenty third, two thousand eighteen, in the North York Center area, Century, because it's Canadian, so it's C E N T R E, Century. Century. <coughs> A van intentionally hit pedestrians along Young Street from uh, French Avenue to Shepherd Shepherd Avenue. What does that mean, intentionally? We don't know. Intentionally. Oh, I thought you said intentionally. No, a van intentionally hit pedestrians. Yeah, where'd he find all that? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The the attack attack resulted in 10 deaths out of 26 people being hit. The suspect was was arrested uninjured after attempting to be killed by cops. He's like, you killed him. Oh, my God, they killed him. No, we're going to jail. No, sir, just uh, put down the truck, eh? And uh, (laughs) please step away. Come over here. We'll share some back bacon. North York's highly diverse and multicultural. This kind of plays into our story. As of 2016, 56% of the population of North York were not born in Canada. Not That's like Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta. Nobody's from Atlanta. That was Atlanta. Nobody's from Ann Arbor. That's where they used to be big for a long time. Nobody's from Ann Arbor. Nobody's. They are all over. Well, they, that's college towns. Yeah, so you got 30,000 kids every couple of years. But yeah. So 60% were classified as belonging to a visible minority. I love the Canadian's casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're not white. So. Uh, and who just went by in the movie theater? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, describe him. It who was, was a visual <laughs> minority. Someone I would call a visual minority. A notable, notable residents of uh, North York. We got some hockey players, Roberts, Domi, Malkin, and Capullo. I don't know them. Yeah. Um, we got John Bridger. He's an actor. He was in Degrassi, the next generation. Than other Canadian actors, but the big one is Steve, my friend, who can play bass, keyboard, and sing at the same time. Getty Lee is from North York. Oh yeah, right? yeah, he can play a lot. He is Getty Lee. Phenomenal. You're a fan of Rush. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big fan of Rush a lot. Big Rush fan. Big, huge Rush fan. Anytime you got to be lowered into your drum set and you ride your bike from show to show, that's my jam. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now that we got a bit about North love, York, I would love to do a. They didn't, lo- they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything wrong. Nothing, <laughs> They've no. done nothing wrong. Nothing. And they never will. We will have, like, I mean, Bieber was kind of a mild crime 
sort of episode, but I will try to find some super mild crimes. Like you haven't, there's people who are like, why haven't you done this guy? Why have you done that? Because they didn't really do anything. No, I didn't mean, do anything. I'd love to talk to you about Johnny Cash, but he didn't really he, do anything. He played someone in prison. Right. As, <laughs> so they let him out that night, and they let him in that morning. Right. Like, you know, so anyway. All right, let's get into Darren. Uh, Darren lives in the Allenberry Gardens Public Housing Project. So this is, hold on, I, I just want to reiterate. His real name is Darren. Darren O'Brien. Darren O'Brien. And he's known as his stage name is Snow. Yes. I'm sure he lived that way. No, I mean, <laughs> for everybody so who would listen. Well, he didn't start out that way, but yes. He, he, he yeah, yes. Yeah, Darren yeah, O'Brien, so a.k.a. Snow. The audience wants to, yeah. It's like, like Snoop Dogg or John Smith, whatever his real name is. John Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, okay. Darren um, lived in public housing. His dad was a cab driver. They call him Uber drivers now these days. But it's all it said. Yeah, that's true. If you didn't know, he was a cab driver at one point. Uh, his mother, Donna, was a stay-at-home mom, and his mom and dad get divorced. Darren has two brothers and one sister. And what year was he born? Uh, 1969. Okay, so he's a little older. A little bit. Now, he's raised on Kiss, Rush, uh, Bruce Lee. He was kind of a wild boy. He liked his Jameson whiskey as a kid. What kind of whiskey do you like as a kid? Uh, you know, um, I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't like it now. Yeah, I so. don't either. We, we snuck a bottle of whiskey in the garage when I was a kid. Getting better. We snuck a bottle of whiskey in the garage. Did we? Yeah. Okay. And we snuck a old bottle of whiskey in there that I partied at the mother's house with. And we didn't have, like, a shot glass or anything. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, you're not supposed to have that. Unfortunately, I'm stuck between two rods now, so I'll ask you off mic. So <laughs> They're two big, large rods. Cop rod. Yeah, okay. Cop rod. Was cop rod or football coach rod? Then I didn't know. No, it was cop rod. Okay. So we had a little styrofoam cup, and, you know, you open it up, you drink out of the thing. That's still too big, so we ripped off the bottom to make a shot glass because that was like a big deal. Well, yeah. And so every shot we took was a <laughs> oh, You no. got a little bit of, like, styrofoam in your mouth. That's oh. gross, dude. And we got darts in the eye. Here's your drunk teenage sister or daughter. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that was sugar. That was sugar. From drunk teenage boys. Yeah, well, back then it probably <laughs> was. <laughs> nowadays. Well, nowadays. You'd, you'd, have, you'd have a Me Too case on your hands. Oh, Nothing happened. Me Too. Um, so <laughs> wow, that was, a, that was a loop. So let's get back to Darren. It's not like this. He's in Canada. They're super nice up there. He's li- He's a long hair. He's listening to Rush and drinking his Jameson. Drinking his Jameson. Is it Jameson? Yeah, specifically Jameson. That's quicker than Coors Light. All right, I'll just trust you. Yeah. So when Darren is 11, he and his older brother put on full kiss makeup. Like, Grandma would sew costumes, and they'd, like, spit blood. They'd do the whole thing, and they'd do performances for the neighborhood. It's a city, you know? I mean, like, the guy's living in, like, a metropolitan area. So, like, the neighborhood's – it was, like, a neighborhood thing. People hanging out on the stoop, and here comes the little O'Brien. <laughs> They're all doing <laughs> best impersonations of kiss. Yeah. One performance, they made uh, – handmade and sold over 100 tickets. Wow. That's pretty good for 11-year-old. They handmade and made 100 tickets. That'd be crazy. Uh, here's a quote from Darren. Quote, sometimes I'd fantasize that it was Bruce Lee and maybe one of the guys in Kiss, but mostly I just hung out and got in trouble. <laughs> Part of that quote was kind of funny. It was a little funny. <laughs> I never wanted to be Kiss or Bruce Lee. No. I definitely hung out and got in trouble. So Darren's listening to his Kiss. He's, he's listening to uh, Rush. You know, he's got his Bruce Lee. He's got his super long shag going on. And then the Browns move in. 
Yeah, no, seriously. In uh, Knights of the, the Brown Snow. In 1983, Canada goes through a huge immigration reform. Um, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau uh, did a whole multicultural thing. Yeah. So a large influx of Jamaicans immigrants or immigrate. Oh, you call them the Browns, to Ryan? Toronto. Yeah. It, you can't say that. I can because with them, all the uh, immigrants to Toronto came Mr. and Mrs. Brown. That was their name. Oh, okay. That's why I thought you were going first. But no, <laughs> but no, you're just. <laughs> you like that at the <laughs> whole. Yeah. So, uh, just take it to the cusp of being racist, man. Like, look. It's casual Canadian racism. No, we're Canadians. We're polite. No, we're not. Anyways. Uh, so, the Browns moved in next door to the O'Briens. Some people named the black and the brown. Yes. Mr. And there were more of them. So Mr. There and Mrs. The brown, brown, they had kids. Right. And so Darren is oops back in the yard playing uh, music from his mom's records. Like, she had a crate full of records. Like, all this funk and 60s stuff, you know. And and so the Browns uh, hear it, right? And they and they come over. And they're like, hey, man, what's what's all this? And he's like, this is, hi, I'm Darren. Hey, hey, well, no, not, oh. well, the Browns, not Darren. Darren's like, hey, what's going on, eh? Uh, well, what, how, what are the Browns from? Well, the Browns, they're from Jamaica. Ah, so. Hey, man. Hey, That's man. my Jamaican accent. They say, you ever hear a reggae and dance all, man? And Darren said, mm, I don't know. Get us the hell away from no me. No way. Know, people. What, what are you talking about, eh? No way, what's this? <coughs> so here's the thing. Darren is now introduced to something he's never heard of before called reggae and dancehall music. And reggae music. I know what reggae is. What's right. dancehall then? Uh, dancehall is another Jamaican music created in the late 70s, it incorporates, like, digital instruments. And so they were kind of changing the sound of traditional reggae with a more, like, like, so like keyboards. Techno? And techno? Yeah, almost like techno reggae, kind of. Like, techno is to rock or pop. Yeah, that like, that n- like that new wave Okay, dancehall just sounds like something that's, like, an older form of, like, you know, Fred Astaire or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, no, they had, like, old, old stuff, which was different than, like, the... Washington State State sort of punk stuff. So the old ska is like, you know, like old Key Chain, they would call it. Who cares? But anyway, that's not, he's doing reggae. Everybody knows what reggae is, right? The yeah, I, if you Google it, it'll be all over the place. Yeah, you should learn it. The dance hall, I did get, I did yeah. learn it. Yeah. So um, the Browns, Darren's a long-haired rock and roller. The Browns are like, hey, man, let's cut your hair. And he's like, all right, cool. So they cut his hair real short. Um, they get him like, the little tiny round glasses and everything I said or everything I researched said he looked like the lost member of Color Me Bad from the Brown's Brown. Remember Color Me Bad? Yeah. yeah. So what were they like? Like little, <coughs> little round glasses. Little John blue. Lennon circle glasses. Were they blue or something? They had a tint. <laughs> oh yes, they did. Like blue? I don't know. It was a black and white picture. You know, Hillary Clinton was white. Have I you seen that? I have not. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she had a massive. She's had yeah. a massive head trauma. She has uh, CT, yeah, concussion, concussion syndrome or she whatever it is. Some, Guaranteed. Some, yeah, for sure. And those blue glasses are something where they give you sedation to to not, filter not, out not have episodes. the twitches. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like no, that. I've heard she got so on the campaign trail. She missed a couple of dates because she had some seizures. Well, and she had one. Yeah, they didn't want to show that. Yeah, she locked right up. I remember that. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. But the thing about all of our politicians are super old people. They're all yeah. going through this crap. Yeah, I was curious to see if maybe some young dude like Bento or somebody would get in, but yeah, you don't think they got a, like a board with a switch popping it up, and then they take a belt and put it around the board and put Ruth Bader Ginsburg on that Just thing. Push her up there. And they're like, nope, she's fine. <laughs> she's 
she's just fine. She's up, guys. It's good. It's good. So Darren now looks like a barista at an Oppenheim store. He's got big teeny glasses on and all that. And then he starts pretending like he starts kind of goofing and doing the Jamaican singing with the accent. So he's faking an accent. Yeah, well, you know, he's trying to he's he's hanging out with his neighbors like yeah. the Browns. He's like, oh, this is cool. I want to I want to do that. And he's like, hey, boy, hey, man, you know, doing all the singing and stuff. Um, Canada, grade nine. <laughs> I need to go past grade eight, bro. Um, this is me in grade nine, baby. Yeah, this is me in grade nine. Remember, bare naked ladies. Oh yeah, I got a blue and red Adidas bag and a humongous binder. Trying not to look like a mama nana. We don't throw the football team, but people around here know I should have told them that I'm not bleeding the run. Hey, this is me in grade nine, baby. Yeah, this is me in grade nine. Go, go, go. I just can't, man. I'm not going to. But uh, Darren drops out. Grade nine. Yeah, his quote, uh, I didn't know how to read that well. Still don't. <laughs> That's a long shot. <laughs> well, he's, you know, I don't think he's a deep fella at that in that regard, and he's academic. 1985, age 17, Darren moves to Ajax, Ontario. It's the east side of Ontario. They keep giving these things names, but everything I told you is in the little dot called Ontario or Toronto. No, you said yeah, I Ontario. said Ontario. Yeah, Toronto's a city, Ontario's a province. Right. Uh, okay, gotcha. This is all going down in Toronto, Ontario. All yeah. of it, whether it's the east side, the north side, the French, you know. No, he lived on the north end. Now he lives on the east side of Toronto. So. Okay. Okay. Neighbors start calling him Snow White. Because he's white, dude. He's the white guy. The white guy. <laughs> he's the white guy. He's the minority. Right, in the neighborhood. And Snow starts performing at basement parties. And uh, <laughs> he gets a lot of shade, as, as the kids say, because most of the people think he's a cop. Do we want to take this call? Oh, we should. Take it right now. Uh, I, I speakerphone. Oh, speakerphone. Here we go. Live caller, everybody. Never happened before. Hey, what's up? Hey everybody, say hi to to. I can say Matt. No, I can say your you, last name right no, now. No, you can't. No. Can no. we say your last name? No. He said it. He said it. That's fine. Right. Yeah, you're on a podcast with. Uh, we're doing. We're doing a podcast about snow. The rap. The. Yeah. Yeah. The informer. Yeah. So how how was the hunt trip? Close to Canada, which is where snow's from. Yeah. Actually, there's snow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about the snow. The snow, the uh, the rap, well, the the reggae dude. I lick your boom boom down. I lick your boom boom down. I don't I don't know him. <laughs> well, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Jacob Marley, very popular reggae guy. All right. Well, um, wasn't Jacob Marley in the Christmas Carol? Isn't that the one who tormented Scrooge? <laughs> yes, that was Scrooge. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, tell tell Jim we said hello from uh, Podcast World, Matt. Uh, all right. Uh, tell your friends. Cry me music. All right. All right. That was Matt. That was Matt, self-admitted uh, on his way hunting <laughs> towards Canada. No, he's coming home from hunting. Oh, he's fishing. That's right. Perfect. Now he's going to the. He well, they don't. They don't. They don't. 
This is really He doesn't have a boat. I'm glad I saved uh, the next episode for something later, I guess. What do you mean? This was great. We just had a phone call. This is not great. That was hilarious. No. He's, he's funnier, everybody. Just let you know Matt Perrion can be funny. Now, okay, this I will give you. Anytime that I have gone out specifically to hang out with Ben and Matt at a bar, I've seen a girl's boob. <laughs> That's a true fact. That is, I'm not lying or exa- I'm telling you like you don't know I because you clearly you, don't know this. I will tell you this, Brian. Every time, every time I've hung out with Ben and Br- Ben and Matt at a bar, I've not seen a girl's boob. Not every not time. Not every time. I even warned my wife when we went out because you didn't see her boobs, but I was like, her friend was with us. I'm like, we're gonna see your boobs tonight. She's like, no, she didn't say that. No, I said you don't understand. Matt and Ben have this patter no. that they do, and sure enough. I saw big T's, big T's. I tell you what, and so I, I didn't expect that, but here we are. Wow, I'm not a creeper, Brian. I didn't say you were, but you two can talk, and you guys have got your your beats down for one another. I tell you what. All right, well, this just got a little <laughs> this just got a little weird. Hey, talking about friends, uh, Darren makes a friend. He he has his own Matt Farian, and his name is Marvin Prince. Marvin's a Jamaican-born DJ. He's on the ones and twos, the Wheels of Steel, you know, mm-hmm. spinning the records. And um, Who's Darren? Darren learns, like, like you got the guy doing the records, but Darren's got to learn what they call a patois. Okay. A patois, it's, it's like Drowned English. Drowned up river? No, that's pate. A uh, patois is a type of speaking. It's like English-based with Jamaican, Portuguese, Hindi, Yoruba, tiny bit of Spanish, you know. Like Patito. Um, it's, you know, it's like the auction doing the thing. I'm you know, it's like I one of those type of things. It's I like, like Patois. I know what a Patois is. He'll, he can just turn it on like that. Right. It's a it's a role that you got to learn, right? And it's, I mean, but Patois is a specific term that it's a language that can't be defined because it's a mystery of languages. So Urban Dictionary says, uh, here's an example of Patois. So I'm gonna is that like the mid-Atlantic? No, patois, patois is the Jamaican. But thing. that is a different language. The mid mid Atlantic. Oh language. yeah 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 yeah. No, you're right. Okay, it's not a real you. thing. Right. But All right. It is. This is an example from Urban Dictionary, so I'm not culpable for any of this. Okay, that's where we get most of our terminology is Urban Dictionary. Yeah, well, for this stuff we do. I'm not super urban, so I don't know. Uh, here you go, Urban Dictionary, patois example. Are you look so chaka chaka? That means your clothes look a mess, untidy, unkept wrinkled, not properly put together, or unfashionable. Can you say that again? Yeah, because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> How you look so chaka chaka? I'm not going to say any more about Brian. Yeah, you will. No, I'm <laughs> You not. just did. I'm not. Here we are. I hope he's listening. He's not. Well, He me. should be. He's in radio, and he did all this stuff, but it. he's not. Just, I'm going to Facebook the hell out of him. Send it to the Hard Rock Radio Network. All right, so. Well, you knew I was going to say it. You that's, brought it up. It not be if that's the only word you recognize from that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have recognized that if I didn't know you, dude. Yeah. All anyway. Right. Hey, so what's up, Chaka? Darren and, and uh, Prince start practicing in, in his basement, and Darren's working on the rhymes and the bars, and Prince is working on, like, the turntables. And uh, they continue to play street parties and basement parties. Um, as a side note, like, Darren likes to drink. Just about. And uh, what goes on when drinking? And you're Irish? Fighting. Fighting. So uh, Darren's kind of already known to the Toronto PD. <laughs> His quote is... How old is he at this point? Um, 18, 19, 19 yeah. Quote, I would just chill out and drink while this 
people walk by, you'd get all drunk and, and beat them. Temper's a gift. <laughs> it's bad to stereotype people, but the Irish, man. That's uh, Canadian thug life right there. Just beat them. Just beat them. Maybe you like tempers. Anyway, so Darren goes out drinking with some friends, and uh, it was 1989. Outside of a North York pub, Darren gets into a knife fight with two dudes. Who had the knives? Everybody had knives? Well, Darren is uh, he's locked up at East Metro Detention Century, the East they call it, and uh, he's held in pretrial detention for attempted murder. That's what well they're claiming that Darren had the knives. Well, he had two guys he had to kill. Right. And they didn't fuck around. They put in, like, East Metro East, uh, Metro East Detention Century, the East, is a maximum security class detention center. It only holds 473 people. Scarborough area, no, and it's still going today. I was going to say, the guy only had a knife, but and a bat. Uh, that's a lot. Right. But yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Darren claims his friend Terry did the stabbing. It wasn't me. It was Terry. <laughs> it was Terry. But when asked, Darren used uh, his right to remain silent, and Terry, when questioned, blamed Darren. <laughs> they were best friends. Or yeah, they're great friends. Uh, now, rather than turn informer, Darren took the two attempted murder charges. Oh, wow. Quote, Aaron, uh, by the way, everybody, Brian used air, air quotes. quotes for he said yeah. informer. Well, it's the name of the song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like we didn't want that to get, yeah. So here's Darren's quote. Uh, quote, I should be saying that I regret going to jail, but I can't. I wrote informer and got the confidence singing in front of murderers. Murderers? Wow. 18 years old, I'm on the range of pure murderers. I'm not no petty range downstairs or third floor or the fourth floor. I'm on the fifth floor as a big timer, rocking the jailhouse. <laughs> yeah, he's proud of his rap sheet. Well, yeah. Darren's mom posts bail, which is set at $60,000. And how long was he up there? Snows in there for eight months. Oh, okay. So he, he, had, a, he had a chance to mingle. Yeah. So he gets out one week later. <coughs> Darren is arrested and charged with beating somebody with a crowbar. This dude has to stop beating people. In a bar brawl. Well, okay. Listen, I get it. You're in a bar brawl. There are certain weapons I think you have to have. A pool stick, a bottle, like a bottle, or maybe even a chair. Yes. Where the hell does a crowbar come into play? Yeah, that's my note right here. Is Here's Brian's insert joke. Any bar I've ever been to, I could not tell you where they keep the crowbar. No. Maybe. <laughs> like I no I, I've been to the right, crowbar. I got a theory. Couldn't tell you where the crowbar was. Maybe when you're getting caught for this, he was also a burglar. Oh, I thought you were going to say he brought it with him. Like no, uh, so <laughs> you know what he did? Oh. He had a bag of burglary tools. Bur burgle tools. Uh, as they called that back in the very early days. The burgle, right. Which yeah. we still don't know. Uh, did anybody ever confirm what burglary tools are? No. And I, I myself have been pulled over for burglary tools. Yeah, we, so yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about and if that. He, if no one we'd knows. We'd like to hear the story about Brian getting in trouble for that. It was like in episode one, two. Apparently, um, let's see if I get the title right that you gave him. Fat Cop Rob, give us a heads up on what counts as burglary tools. Yeah. And he's listen. not listening to this. I, and he's actually pretty thin. He, I saw him. Well, he, and I, he and I had lockers next to each other in high school, last names and all. And so he was uh, he's a pretty fit guy now. The last time I well saw now him. Well, now he's, yeah, because he's like, he, he works out. But he still yeah. looks kind of, but he's little. So it's I work out. Not really tall for him. Like probably, he's probably can't run a block. No, I can see people that are like <laughs> really short of him and less than him just standing around. He's like, here you go. He's a tiny boy. So, uh, Darren, in between incarcerations, while out on bail, because Canadian bail seems different than, than U.S. bail, uh, 
Darren and Marvin Prince take a trip to New York City. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. No, well, in Canada, Canada, they're like, hey, you coming back, huh? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming back. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> Have a good trip, eh? So in, in New York City, they meet a guy named MC Shan. Now, you probably don't know him. He's a New York rapper. He's from the Juice Crew. Um, the most notable guy hanging around him. Well, there's the Juice Crew, Marley Marl, um, Biz Marquis. Oh, I know Biz Marquis. There yeah. you go. So basically, this guy, MC Shan. Yes. Oh, baby, you. Been singing you on the show. You got what I need. Love it. You say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. So we can put that on the air, but we can't actually play the song because that sounds just like the one that's playing. That was really fucking cool. Yeah. I'm telling you, with that echo, that's inside, inside out. Him and Biz Marquis. So basically, MC Shan, um, he and this dude, KRS-One, you might have heard of him. He's a famous New York City rapper. He's now a producer now, but anyways. They had this thing called the Bridge Beef, where the sort of the whole rap thing started and, and like dissing and all that. And they're, they battle, spilled over into the mainstream. So now you got these rappers, like these kind of city, New York City famous rappers. What now. was it called? The Bridge? It, yeah, it's the Bridge Beef. So I, as a... I didn't know, and maybe I'm wrong here, but when you, in the urban community, tell somebody you got a beef, oh, that's worse. Oh, yeah, they'll kick you. <laughs> there's, there's no, you got beef, bam, you get punched in the face. You don't go up to somebody and say you got, we kind of like, maybe, yeah, right. I guess I don't use that term. Not in that regard. It doesn't seem like a real no. violent term. Beef with you, bam, punch in the face. Right, like you don't do that. Like the flip switches pretty quick when someone's like, "Oh, we beefing," and you're like, uh, uh, "No, don't, don't accidentally." <laughs> Where's the beef? The you know, like that, that <laughs> no, commercial caused a it. lot of problems. Right. Oh my god. Where's the beef? Like, that oh, is we a, beef? Yeah, it's an instant like insult or a call to arms. Call to arms is a good yeah. term. So yeah, they got so the bridge beef. Right, yeah. they got the bridge beef going. But that's the idea is this: what this sets up is that Snow and Prince are now not Prince Prince, but Marvin Prince, yeah. are now getting into a bigger sort of arena. They're getting around bigger names. They're getting almost mainstream. Bridge beef. Right. So uh, here's a quote from MC Shan about Snow. Quote, he opened his mouth and started singing Informer, Lady with the Red Dress, and I like totally dropped my chin. It's hanging down by my sneakers. Next day, I'm like, come to my house. We got to start working like right away. So he was very impressed. Okay, so you impressed some guy up Right. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that Darren has issues getting into the rap world and, like, the reggae world because he's, he's white. Yeah. I mean, people think they're like – so what Prince eventually starts doing is he starts playing tapes, and he doesn't mention he's white until after they, like, sign a meeting and stuff. And oh, my God. So, right. Well, I didn't want to bring that guy up. Darren the name O'Brien. Uh, Darren O'Brien, the Canadian from Toronto, does give you a lane, but you don't know. You don't you know. You never he know. Doesn't sound, does he sound white? Yes and no. I mean, when he's doing the singing, no. Yeah, no. But when he's talking, yeah. I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts of him on. So with a bit of a time crunch, uh, Darren and Shan and Prince and all those guys finished recording the entire album. He gets a deal with East West slash Warner Brothers and made a video for Informer. And huh. then goes back to Canada uh, for the court stuff and to deal with uh, uh, his double attempted murder and the crowbar attack and stuff. That's a good thing, right? Like, you're talking to Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, hey, man, why are you guys doing this so fast? We could stretch it out and get this guy for the studio. No, 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 no. We got to do this quick. He's got a crowbar assault and a double attempted murder stabbing in Canada. 
Who the fuck so did we just sign? Like, wait, wait, what? So I, you said a lot of words right there. I was, I was like, okay, what? Way to zone. No, I did. I was zoning out. I had a, I think it was a joke. What do you call a bunch of patients that aren't sober? And he said, you know, oh. murder. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard that, you know, attempted murder. Yeah, but yeah. to, I don't, I'm not up on that. You get that stuff from like Mel Gibson, but yeah. Yeah, no, it, we were a little out of practice. I will, I will tell people we had a holiday yeah. break. It was a hunting season break. Like sober. Next card. So, so Darren has been now, just to recap for those. That Maybe somebody can come up with a better joke to put in the sequel. Hold on, audience, while I catch up Ben to what's going on in front of him. <laughs> Darren's out on bail. His mom posted 60K. Where she got that, I have no idea. She's a stay-at-home mother. And he wasn't making money. His dad left him. He's in New York City on Canadian bail. Well, you don't need Making bail. deals with MC you Shan. You don't need 60 grand for bail. You, you do in Canada. I thought you could still get a bail bond. I don't. I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know about, but she needs ten percent. That's six grand. That's a lot of money. You got six grand for my I, bail. I, I have six grand before I got sixty grand. Mm, all right, that's true. All right. So the, here's the point: the guy meets this dude, MC Shan, impresses him. They make a whole album, like records a whole album, yep. shoot a video. They do all this stuff in like a week. Yeah, he goes back to vacation. jail. Right, right. Takes him so. Darren goes to court for the two attempted murder charges. He gets him reduced down to aggravated assault. Uh, Terry finally confesses to the stabbings. And then after a jury trial, Darren is acquitted. I mean, he did eight months waiting for the trial, but eventually he gets acquitted. And his buddy did confess His buddy Terry finally confessed. Do you so. think Terry really did it? Oh, Terry did it. Okay. Yeah, did. everything I've read, Terry did. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know maybe he was like, no, oh, right, my, drunk buddy's in, making, like, my buddy's making some money. Let's, let's keep nah, going. No, Terry wasn't. Terry wasn't that cool, and Darren wasn't that famous at that time. So okay. Darren's sentenced to a year at Maplehurst Correction Center uh, for the crowbar incident. So, and Ma- Snow, Darren's like, there was no crowbar. One year at Maplehurst. Yeah, so okay. Well, there was no crowbar? He claims that. He's going down a bad joke. He's going down swinging that there was no crowbar. So. Well, I think he's got, a, like, a case. I think the damage is inflicted on... Where are the crowbars <laughs> at these bars I'm at? It's Canada. Are they just still working on the bar kind of a little bit? And there's a pile of tools over there? Might be. Just they check the crowbars and umbrellas at the door. I'm saying. And if it was a pile of tools, I'm not taking a crowbar with me. I'm taking a shovel. That's not the, the swing, though. I mean, again, always the longer well, the object, the more radial you need to move the swing. But you could stab with a shovel, too, I think. That's true. You could poke at people. Yeah. With a crowbar, I'm hitting you with a shovel before you can get close enough to me to hit me with a crowbar. Yeah, range. And I'm also going to ask, what kind of, is it one of those big rolly looking crowbars like this? Like I figure it's got the hook, yeah. Yeah, it's or got the is claw it like hook. a Wonder Woman or something like this? The little flat peel and trim off. Even though that looks like a shovel. So, Darren's in Maplehurst, and this is what he says, quote, I spent my days going to school. I was taking English and health and upholstery, learning how to make couches and all. Want to see me rip that chair apart and put it back together? <laughs> <laughs> so, he's on the Dick Van Dyke movie. <laughs> And he's like, no, why don't you learn a little Bukkake with the uh, Elmer? I mean, I'm going to rip this couch apart right now. Yeah, no, I'll show no, you what no, I can I do. Just leave the couch alone. <laughs> so rip wha- the couch. Uh, also, while he's in, a song drops. Like, it, and his video drops, and Darren sees nothing. He's heard nothing. Um, so you got to think about this. You're an artist. You record your song, right? You go in the booth. Hey, mama, lick your butt. Yeah, whatever. And then... <laughs> Then you go back to jail. Lick your butt. Boom, boom, down. I'll explain the origins of that, too. It's not what you think it means. So uh, he goes back to jail, right? 
and like you're in there for weeks, months, and your song is playing on the radio. You don't get to hear it. You didn't even hear the final mix. Like someone else is like, oh, let's record this, and we'll blend yeah. this, and we'll put this cool hi hat in here. He has no say over that. The video that they shot, when you watch it, is basically two scenes: chicks twerking, and then Snow standing there like that color me bad solo shot, like mm, you know, just side to side stepping, white guy shuffling. So it's, it's not really not any different than videos these days. Well, the idea was that something that would have taken a month or two months, they did it in like four or five days. So the guards, because it's Canada, they set up a special viewing um, when a video comes on. Much Music, which is Canada's unofficial. I wonder if they play Much Music on there these days. Much Music? Probably. I mean, it's like... Can't be less than MTV. It's... Well, that's true. You're right. Good call. So while he's doing his time, um, they set up the thingy. Ah, I got two... So <laughs> the guards, they, they have a Friday night prison movie night, and everybody stays up a little later, and the guys are like... <laughs> sounds like something I do with my kids. <laughs> yeah, it's camp, Canada. dude. It's, it's, Canada, it's camp. So uh, they set up, but they're like, after the movie, we're going to play your video on 20. First, we're going to pop 17 bags of popcorn. <laughs> everybody gets your own like little brown lunch bag full of popcorn. Full of bowl. And uh, share Frankenstein. <laughs> and if it's a special night, put a couple M&Ms in the popcorn. Just for fun. Politeness. Uh, Darren stayed. He was nervous, man. But to watch this video, yeah, because he's like, I'm in here with these murderers, and if they don't like it, I could get shanked or whatever, you know. So the other prisoners loved it. And then that was the first time Darren had ever seen or heard a song or video, and he's in jail <laughs> with everybody else. Well, that just made Ozzy like, well, this news me. Yeah. Maybe you. Other prisoners, of course, started calling him Hollywood because anytime anyone's on television, hey Hollywood. Hey, you remember that Hulk Hogan fucking thing? Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's been like. This big biker dude, speaking of Hulk Hogan, the big Hulk Hogan-style biker dude rolls up to Darren. He's standing there, and he goes, can I have your autograph? <laughs> in that's prison. A, that was the first Darren's first autograph ever, some huge biker dude in prison. Where'd he sign it? Uh, on his boobs. Oh. <laughs> Darren gets into a scuffle with two other prisoners. <laughs> guy. <laughs> this guy. He gets sent to the hole, solitary. Um, Where they get less popcorn than prison. Right. Well. And only one m M&M. and Canadian solitary, you're locked in the living room by yourself. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. Aww. Yeah. So while he's there, the guards ask Snow if, uh, if he needs anything. And Darren goes, plate of cookies would be nice. And the guy in the cell next to him goes, fucking good luck, buddy. <laughs> well, guess what happened? Did Do- he get cookies? Door slides open. Plate of cookies slides in. Wow. Darren takes two off the top and gives the plate to the guy next. Good to be king. Darren serves eight months of his one-year sentence. Oh, that's good. Uh, they didn't say. Um, weird Canadian laws. Because Terry admitted he stabbed those guys uh, with, you know, and, and under the Canadian evidence, Terry can't be charged. And Darren has to be free. But he, was in, he wasn't in prison for it. He was in prison for the crowbar incident. He was in prison for both. Remember, he was in for pretrial. Right. He went to Maplehurst for the crowbar. And so during that time, during the solitary confinement? No, that oh, was just a couple okay. of days. During the time um, where he was waiting pretrial, Terry admitted to the stabbing. But again, because of the Canadian Evidence Act, Terry doesn't go to jail, and Darren has to be solitary. That's fucking that's a big loophole. Fun loophole. Somebody went to jail. It's like know, the difference between Judy Garland and Judy Garland. Yes. Or is that Loretta Lynch? Yes, that's right. That's not the same thing. Never mind. Can't put, <laughs> can't put me in jail twice. No, no, no. I like that one. Uh, I don't know if this is like a, a 
extended into fantasy anymore. It's like, I like the one law where if you're technically you die when you come back to life, they can't prosecute you because you died. That was a TV show. I did not have that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. So Darren gets out of jail. A limo comes and picks him up. Out of jail? Out of jail. Gets in the limo, gets handed a check for $450,000. That's a good day. Takes 50K, buys himself a car, gives the rest to his mom so she can buy a house. There you go. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't ask, but he bought a 92 Nissan Pathfinder. So Informer went straight to number one on the Billboard Singles Chart in 93, stayed there for seven weeks. He holds two Guinness Book Records for that as the biggest selling and the highest charting reggae single in history. Do, do you think that he would be, uh, he would have been as popular as Pussy if people knew who Pussy was? Like, would he be pursued? No. 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 <laughs> Not at all. They, they but he was in the video, it. though, right? He was. Yeah, but I bet you watching the video, like, oh, there you go. Another pussy to white guy down there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, diversity. (laughs) So uh, Snow gets banned from the U.S. and Japan during his North American tour due to his criminal past. He barely had a – they wouldn't let him in the United States because of that criminal past. You can't get into Canada if you have a DUI. Ever. That's fine. That's Canada. (laughs) Oh, the U.S. is like – I see going the other way. This is the wild west out west. Well – 1994, I mean, there's nothing else to say. This is good. We're moving on. 1994, <laughs> December, uh, Prince abruptly leaves the tour. See, he found out that Snow was getting paid more, and Prince claimed he wrote five songs and co-wrote Informer. And so he sues uh, Darren and is awarded $1.5 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Now and he left the tour. And he left the tour. Because yeah. he probably was decent. He's the DJ, yeah. and Snow is the rapper. So you but Snow kind of had the name. The gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Snow and the lawyers appeal, and they get it overturned. And then they get it dimiss- dismissed on the grounds that Prince had no claim to a partnership with Snow. So he had to give the money back? Yeah. And they were they were bros. They were bros. Now, see, while Snow frequently referred to Prince as his partner uh, in the promotional videos, he claims to have used it in the term, quote, only in the slang sense. <laughs> we are not partners. He's my partner. When I say partner, I don't mean partner. I don't mean partner. There's I don't mean we got to pay him. No, as- <laughs> There's no associated business agreement there. He's my partner. April 1996, Darren and his common-law wife have a baby. A baby? Well, her name is, well, not the baby. But what year is this? 1996. His common-law wife is Tammy Edberg. And, um, what do you make of that nickname? <laughs> they got a baby girl. Her name is Justice. Justice. Well, just us. J-U-S-T-U-S. Justice. You know, there's some people that <coughs> they have babies and they never have a kid. I, it's pretty, there's a lot of things that happen when you have a kid in the hospital. Like, you know, like Josh and Ann Johnson had their last baby. And there's a lot of, I, I think they even joke about this in the show. There's a lot of things that happen. And you're not at the best time of your life to make decisions <laughs> <laughs> and sign paperwork, <laughs> fill, fill out forms. Sure. And so... Every day, that happens. People are filling out birth certificate forms, and they're misspelling names of kids. They have to live with it the rest of their lives. You misspelled your kid's name, didn't you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Checking it. Checking that's it. That's how I went. Yeah. 
how it's spelled. No, I know. Bob is spelled with two O's. It's pronounced Genoria. It's a beautiful name. It's not <laughs> gonorrhea. Thank you. <laughs> All right, continue. 1997, Snow is charged with assault. <laughs> See, I want that soundboard so I can hit it on the ground. Uh, That's assault, brother. <laughs> it's a Billy Madison quote. So in court, the judge says, <clears throat> you, Mr. O'Brien, it seems like you, uh, you got a big heart, eh? And uh, you took care of your mom, and you bought her a house. You gave your dad his own business. But it seems like you got a lot of issues from drinking. <laughs> so the judge gives him community service, and Darren never touches alcohol again. Re- for real? Never yeah. does? Nope. He's, he's, he's straight and narrow, man. This guy? I mean, wow. Yeah. It just took one judge to tell him to stop drinking. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and he's got a kid now. I mean, you know. Two thousand and two, Drew Carey hires Snow to redo uh, the theme for the Drew Carey show as Moon River Palmer, and for the last two seasons, it was Snow's version. Oh, really? Yes, sir. I kind of liked the Drew Carey show. Yeah, it was good. But I don't think I'd like it today. Like if we watch. Oh no, no, you can't. No. Do you see what they're doing nowadays? Like they're going back and looking at old movies. Like American Pie is super rapey and like. Friends is super mean. Like, they're always fat-shaming Monica and oh, yeah. oh making fun God. of Yeah. Oh, my God. Every, Every I, episode. I think I read an article about her talking about the Drew Carey show and how they – that was a big – that was, like, their thick friend. I mean, that oh was yeah. a big part of the show was having the little uh, snow peas under the bra. I mean, that Set was – the studio to 52. Oh, my gosh. And you don't – yeah. Well, a lot of older things that everybody was so sensitive to. Of course. So I wonder what's going to ever, like, just ebb and flow, you know? Oh, it will. It's yeah. It's but you think of, like, stuff like Archie Bunker. It's a revolution, man. It keeps coming around in yeah, your face. Yeah, getting into Hank Jostar a little bit more. No. No, no, Archie Bunker was a crazy That's what we need. show. Right. But it was, it made fun of it. It right. made fun of. Correct. Excuse me, Archie Bunker. And even Seinfeld. Yes. Which you feel like Seinfeld's kind of. Real blase, real very vanilla. Yeah. His his he doesn't swear. No, but they bring up subjects in there that was edgy. I would say not there's anything wrong with that. You know what <laughs> I mean, right? right? Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I wonder. Yeah. So he got to do the Drew Carey show. The Drew Carey show, um, which everybody in Radioland agrees was funny then, isn't funny now, depending on who sings uh, Price is Right. Yes, not Snow and Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Now, Snow, November 2009, remember his common-law wife, Tammy? Yeah, she gets the cancer and dies. Um, Darren gets into fundraising. He goes into Closure for Cancer, raised 15000 and uh, he's got a non-government organization called Pure Snow NGO, and they assist people in nonprofit housing and underprivileged kids with, like, food supplies and stuff. So he's doing a little for his guy. He's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I don't think he'll be on the murder investigation. No, we're on to resurrection now. So, oh. uh, 2013, Yahoo CEO Marissa Mayer didn't like the company's hold music. Well, when you say Yahoo CEO, you mean that the company owned it, not like just a few different people. Correct. Let me try that again. <laughs> 2013, Yahoo CEO Marissa Mayer didn't like the company's hold music, so she got Snow to do it. Oh, wow. You know what? Yeah. You ever saw a company and their hold music is like the tin kingliest thing in the world? Yes. That bugs me. It. I mean, I like listening to music while I'm on hold. I wish it was higher quality. My favorite is, uh, oh, man, I'd be able to say it's not a sponsor. It's a company called Nordride Motorsports, 
and their hold music is the best. I used to have a buddy I worked with, and he would call his friend who worked there, and he's like, hey, fuckers, put us on hold. Put, put you on hold. It's like, did you know right now you are 2,000 whatever, whatever feet from the center of the earth? You didn't, did you? And he's like, did you know? Oh, it's all just Yeah, it's all weird facts. Like, rats can't vomit. You know, like, 1993, Buster Keaton took a hot air balloon. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, the guy comes on, hey, Nordride, how can I help you? It's like, no, put me back on hold. I want to know what happened. <laughs> well, it's like a switchboard. It's just a bunch of red lights on hold. The place I used to work for, I, I probably can't say this on here. No, I edited it. Might be illegal. Um, when you crashed the truck, I edited it. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> yes, you did. It sounded yeah. weird. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, they used to have hold music, and there was a boombox radio. This is not a joke. This is the this was their simple solution. What's a boombox, Papa Ben? It was a it was a radio that was like a big square radio, bigger than like a postal box. Yeah, it went the whole length of the put it on your shoulder and it bopped down the street. So and everyone the only could music it would play out of the boombox was Mafia Two. And so they had this closet at the back. Like it's your grand entryway for those employees, and this boombox was duct taped to the wall, <laughs> like with a couple zip strips and duct tape and stuff. And then they had um, more tape holding a microphone, like right up onto the <laughs> uh, right up on the uh, the, the the speaker. The speaker. So you could hear shop noise if and you tried. So, well, you could hear if somebody was walking in or out. <laughs> so when you got put on hold, all that you did when you put somebody on hold was you would switch it over to that that. Uh, it wasn't a, a, a phone was on it, you know. You set the so speaker by, or the phone it was by like the speaker. <laughs> it was like some local, you know, mellow, it, but it was still kind of funny. That's awesome. I like cheesy hold because nowadays it's so corporate. And hello, thank you for calling the Metro Health. Your call is important. Very important. <laughs> we'll be with you as soon as possible. Yeah. Did you know we'll that insurance? Of, we'll take care of our customers. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be on your we'll be able to cover you. Yeah. You see, you know, like. So this guy's doing some philanthropy in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's got his GMO or NGO, non-government. Oh, I can't get my language right now. Yo, go. So, yeah, that's that's pretty. I'm so far away from the center of the map since then. I'm sorry. I should just write everything down so I can just hear it. All right. So today, because you're probably wondering what's wrong, what's wrong with him now? I was gonna ask. I figured that one out. Yeah, no, I got, I got a couple. Uh, Darren is clean and sober. Um, This year, 2018, I'll put a timestamp on it. This year is the 25th anniversary of him selling it. Holy cow. Yeah. Crazy, right? Oh, wow. He reworked it and re-released a new version. You know what we should have done? You. Yeah. Because I didn't know you were doing anything with this. Yeah. You should have contacted this guy. Be like, hey, we're doing a podcast on this thing. I hesitate to do that. (laughs) A, can we use your music? Yeah, that's true. B, want to come over and talk? He, he doesn't own the rights to the music, so. Well, I'm sure he prepared strings. No, we could have got him over here with something. He could have sang a song with us. Can he do that? Yeah, he can do that. I th- he can. He owns the performance he rights. Do any right worse now. than we did? So the last thing we were talking about was Darren's clean and sober. Um, reworked 25th year anniversary of in the song. Any any remade it? Remade it. Re-released it. Why it's it's out there now. Clean and sober. This guy just. Flicked a switch, man. Yeah, did a, I mean he moved to Jamaica for a while and did some like tours down there with some famous Jamaican artists, but he just never picked back up in America or the states. I mean he he lost his big momentum because he was going to go on that worldwide tour, and they just they chopped him. They're like, no, you can't come to America for a couple of years because you got to put your nigger up and beat a guy up so bad. 
Corey Taylor. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at with him, man. So oh, he's, still, he's still alive doing things. Oh, he's still alive doing things. I was actually the card I was looking for were the lyrics to Informer because nobody knows what the hell this guy says. No, and he's Canadian, eh? Yeah. Everybody knows it. Informers, I let the boom boom down. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's the exact wordage I would have put down. All right, so here is the actual hook for it. It's Informer. Informer. You know, say daddy needs know me. I got a bling. All right, you have to translate that for me. Uh, yeah, you guys. No say, don't say, daddy needs know me, me. I go bling. Not blam. He goes, I go blam. But it's actually blame, B-L-A-M-E, to take uh, the blame. So, so he, wha- what's he saying without saying any other <laughs> words? Explain everything to that. What does that mean? Uh, it means you guys are saying I'm the blame. I, li- I licky boom boom down. Now, I licky boom boom down means I'm going to punch you in the fucking face and knock your ass on the ground. You you're guys gonna, say you're gonna I'm the blame. You're gonna I'm going to punch you. Right. I'm going to I'm going to put your ass on the ground. That's eh, that's what licky up take your a licks. Good part of his week. Take your licks is boom boom down is right left. Boom boom and then you're down. So, you saying I'm the blame? I'll punch in the face, put you down. Detective man say say daddy needs know me stab someone down the line. So the detective said I stabbed a guy in the street. Yeah. Right. That's what he said. I licky boom boom down. Punch you. Probably punch you. Uh, informer yeah, no say, daddy needs no me, I go blame. I like a boom boom down, take the man down. Okay, so. Police man, they come and they blow down me door. All right, we get that. We know that. One he come crawl through me window. Okay, one comes in through the window. So they put me in the back of the car at the station. I love that you did that. I'm just, like, literally, it's spelled out phonetically for me, so I'm going to have to do more shit. From that point on, me reach me destination. Where the destination reached an out of East Detention. Remember the East yeah, Detention Center? Yeah. Where they look down me pants, look up me back pants. Oh, wow. I don't translate that. <laughs> so, informer, look at boom, boom, down. Yeah. Verse 2. Uh, so, there, uh, so bigger them are, they think them have more power. Deep on the phone, me say that one hour. What, what, the bigger you are, the more power you think you have. What was the next one? Or was it what? Deep on the phone. On the what? The phone. On the phone. Okay. Me say that one hour. Talk to a guy on the phone for an hour, which kind of me for want to use once and now me call me lover, lover who me calling and a one time air. Right, so come. So this dude, this me heart down to me belly. I like a boom boom down. He's got wait. He wrote this. Yeah, in prison with those people. And obviously not those people, right? No, not those people. Well, he said it. I didn't say those people. You said those people. What did I say? Well, you know, you go to those people. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Four. I think I said four of those people. Oh, my God. No, but he was, he's like an Irish dude from Canada. You people. And he seems like he's got massive. That's a quote. (laughs) You people, if you hit that button. He's he's got this, what what was it called? The The Jamaican Patois. Patois. He's got it down pretty good. He does pretty good. Yeah. I mean, me sitting around food, me dibby dibby girl, police knock me door, lick up me towel, rough me up, I can't do a thing, pick up my line and my telephone rings, take me to the station, block up me hung, trail me down because I'm hanging with a snowman. What I'm going to do, I'm back and I'm trapped, slap me in the face and took all of my gap, grab me fleas, they want to get yammer, but Sean won't turn informer, informer. Uh, well, there's you know, say daddy, 
it's not me I go blame. I make a boom boom boom. I try to do it just fine. Oh, you know, forgotten when you try to hear. Oh, it's, it's, it's the uh, me, snow me, I go blame. It's, it's the me, the me's, it's the weird and the no so no. Uh, and the last, the outro, diggity dum, diggity diggity dum. And woo wee, ah wee, and woo wee. Listening to you, just my patois. Moreover, I apologize to the people of Jamaica. Anybody who takes your patois, anyone who likes uh, dancehall or reggae, I apologize. Uh, I was a hippie rocker, so that is the story of Darren O'Brien. Darren O'Brien. I like the Conan O'Brien intro for anyone named O'Brien. I think that's what we should all do. He got he's a he got in drunken fights in the bar. He got and, and he, he would just beat beat people. Beat people. Down his good beat him. Tempers, I guess. Tempers. He'd be on his trip uh, Jameson. <laughs> and just at eleven, beat, just beating just people. I'll just say that as a kid, mine were Kool Aid. Yeah. Those flavors. I like the Kool Aid. That was good. Or those little things that look like barrels and they're purple and they're about the size of a pop. Bug, and bug juice. Yeah, bug juice. They call it that. Yeah. No, I get those kind of Kool Aid yeah. flavors. I'm like, oh, that's not good. No, the uh. Yeah, he's he's in it, man. Yeah, well, I I'll just admit right now, I probably could still be trying to guess the uh, It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.